Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Rambam Ram Goldhari and today Masechus Nadarim Daf Yud, the first parak Kol Kunuye. So the three topics we're going to focus on are one. The Gemara explains that the ton of our Mishnah who distinguishes between a nether and a dava can indeed be Rabbi Yehuda, although he had said that it is better to vow and pay than not to vow at all. The Gemara here suggests that he may have said this only in regard to Nadava, but he too is opposed to making the darim, which may lead to violations. The Gemara continues the review to hold that it is virtuous to become a Nazar, based on a statement he made, the early pious ones desired to bring a carbon them, because Hashem does not bring any stumbling through them, so they do not have their own chattas obligations. What do they do instead? They would arise and pledge Naziris to Hashem to become thereby obligated in a carbon chattis to Hashem. We see the Rebuda considers becoming a Nazar and bringing its requisite carbon chattis to be an activity worthy of the pious. Pointing to the Gemara quote Rebuda's statement that the pious used to accept Naziris in order to bring its carbon chattis. Rabbi Shimon, however, disagrees and said that the pious would not accept Naziris so that they should not be called sinners. As it says, and the Kohen will atone for the Nazar for having sinned relating to the soul. The more quotes a similar position from Rabbi Lazar Kapar, who added, regarding which soul did he sin? It's rather because he afflicted himself by abstaining from wine. If even the Nazar, who only afflicted himself from wine, is called a sinner, then he, who afflicts himself from everything, all the more so, is called a sinner. From here we learn that one who sits in fasting is called a sinner. The Gemara notes that although the above Pasuk is speaking about a Nazar who became Tameh, it was written there Mishim because he has repeated the sin, meaning by becoming Tameh and thus extending his abstention. And pointing with you, the next Mishnah lists examples of Kinuim for Nadarim, such as Konam, Konach, Bekonas, as substitutes for a carbon. About such terms, Rabbi Yochanan said, Russian Umos, and these are from languages of other nations. Rabbi said, Russian Shabbatu Lahem Chachami Lios Noderbo. They are terms the Chachami invented to vow with. The more explains Reish Lakish's opinion, the reason they created substitute terms rather than using the original term carbon was out of fear that a person may intend to say carbon Lashem and may say only Lashem to Hashem, thus saying Hashem's name in vain. The Gemara quotes a Bryce which states that a person should say Ola Lashem, mentioning the carbon first rather than Lashem Ola, because this carries the above risk of saying only Lashem and stopping. The Gemara also notes that if one must be so careful when even saying Hashem's name on a carbon to avoid mistakenly saying his name in vain, all the more so must one take care never to say his name in vain outright. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara explains that the Tana of our Mishnah, who distinguishes between a nether and a dava, can indeed be Rabbi Yehuda. Although he had said that it is better to vow and pay than not to vow at all, the Gemara here suggests that he may have said this only in regard to Nadava, but he too is opposed to making the darim, which may lead to violations. The Gemara continues the review to hold that it is virtuous to become a Nazar, based on a statement he made, the early pious ones desired to bring a carbon because Hashem does not bring any stumbling through them, so they do not have their own chattas obligations. What do they do instead? They would arise and pledge Naziris to Hashem to become thereby obligated in a carbon chattis to Hashem. 
we see the Rebbe considers becoming a Nazar and bringing its requisite carbon chattas to be an activity worthy of the pious. Pointing to the Gemara, quoted Rebbe statement that the pious used to accept Nazirus in order to bring its carbon chattas. Rebbe Shimon, however, disagrees and said that the pious would not accept Nazirus so that they should not be called sinners. As it says, and the Kohen will atone for the Nazar for having sinned relating to the soul. The more quotes a similar position from Rebbe Lazar who added, regarding which soul did he sin? It's rather because he afflicted himself by abstaining from wine. If even the Nazar, who only afflicted himself from wine, is called a sinner, then he, who afflicts himself from everything, all the more so, is called a sinner. From here we learn that one who sits in fasting is called a sinner. The Gemara notes that although the above Pasuk is speaking about a Naz who became Tameh, it was written there because he has repeated the sin, meaning by becoming Tameh and thus extending his abstention. And pointing with you, the next Mishnah lists examples of Kinuim from the Dharm, such as Konam, Konach, and Konas, as substitutes for a carbon. About such terms, Rabbi Yochanan said, Lashen Umos, and these are from languages of other nations. Rish Lakish said, Lashen Shabbatu Lahem Chachamim, Yos They are terms the Chachamim invented to vow with. The more explains Rish Lakish's opinion. The reason they created substitute terms, rather than using the original term carbon, was out of fear that a person may intend to say carbon Lashem, and may say only Lashem, to Hashem, thus saying Hashem's name in vain. The Gemara quotes of Bryce, which states that a person should say Ola Lashem, mentioning the carbon first, rather than Lashem Ola, because this carries the above risk of saying only Lashem and stopping. The Gemara also notes that if one must be so careful when even saying Hashem's name on a carbon to avoid mistakenly saying his name in vain, all the more so must one take care never to say his name in vain outright. Alright, so now we go to Simon Daf Yud, and her standard Simon is a minion of Yidden. A minion of Yidin. So here goes. The pious members of a minion of Yidin, who pledged to become Nazirim so they can bring Achatas, were in shock when the rabbi called them sinners for abstaining from wine. Just as news broke out that the Chamim invented Kinuim for Nadarim, lest people who should just say carbon will come to simply say Hashem. Once again in slow motion. The pious members of a minion of Yidin, a minion of Yidin? That must be more enough. Yud. The pious members of a minion of Yidin who pledged to become Nazirim so they can bring Achatas, which reminds us, Rabbi holds that it is virtuous to become a Nazir. As he said, Chassidim Rishun Heimisavin, a Havin Karmachatas, the early pious ones desired to bring a Karmachatas, Lefisha and Kashbarhu, maybe to call Yadam, because a Kashbarhu does not bring any stumbling through them so they do not have their own Chatas obligations. Mayosin, what do they do instead? They would arise and pledge Nazirs to Hashem to become thereby obligated in the Karban Chatas to Hashem. So the pious members of a minion of Yidin, who pledged to become Nazirim, so they can bring Achatas, were in shock when the rabbi called them sinners for abstaining from wine, which reminds us of Rabbi Shimon, however, disagreed with Rabbi Yudin and said that the pious would not accept Nazirus, so they should not be called sinners, as it says, the keeper of Nefesh, and the Kohen will atone for the Nazir for having sinned relating to the soul. The Gemara quotes a similar position, who added, regarding which soul did he sin, it's rather because he afflicted himself by abstaining from wine. So the pious members of a minion of Yidin who pledged to become Nazirim so they can bring Achatas were in shock when the rabbi called them sinners for abstaining from wine. Just as news broke out that the Chamim invented Kinuim for Nidarim, lest people who should just say carbon will come to simply say 
Lashem, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan said that Kinuim are Lashem Umos Hen. They are from the languages of other nations, whereas Rabbi Shalakish said, Lashem Shabadalem Chacham Lios Noderbo. They are terms that Chamim invented to vow with. The Gemara explains Rabbi Shalakish's opinion that the reason they created substitute terms rather than using the original term carbon was out of fear that a person may intend to say carbon Lashem and may say only Lashem to Hashem, thus saying Hashem's name in vain. So once again, the pious members of a minion of Yidden, who pledged to become Nazirim so they can bring achatas, were in shock when the rabbi called them sinners for abstaining from wine, just as news broke out that the Chamim invented Kinuim for Nadarim, lest people who should just say carbon will come to simply say Lashem. Alright, so now it's time for our four blabach hazara. Dafav. So the sinner Dafav is a sword. So here goes. The dramatic swordsman. Swordsman? That must be more Dafav. The dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce-looking sword and shouted, Hare Zep, but not a lie, making it us and all, which reminds us, the inference of a price is that if one only said, Hare Zep, this is hereby and not added a lie to me, then the item would be forbidden not only to him, like in the case where he does say it to me, but to everyone. To Dilmar Hu Hektish because perhaps he's saying it is hereby Hektish, which would forbid the item to all people, since he has surely made a valid vow, and it's unclear if he intended to prohibit the item to just himself or everyone, we rule stringently. So the dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce-looking sword and shouted, Hare Zeh, but not a lie, making it us and all, just after he was Makadish a woman and pointed the sword at her friend and shouted, Ba'at, which reminds us where Papa asked, Yesh Yad L'Kedushin Olo, are Yadaim effective for Kedushin or not? The Gemara says he was asking about a case where a man was Makadish a woman and then said to a second woman, Ba'at, and you... Do we say he was saying, and you too, to her friend, and the condition would be valid as a yod? Or perhaps he's saying, and you watch, to her friend, and the condition would not be valid. The run explains that since there is another, albeit unlikely, interpretation to his words, it's merely a yod, and condition would not be valid through a yod, even though it is conclusive. The question is left unresolved. So the dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce-looking sword and shouted, Hare Zeh, but not a lie, making it us and all, just after he was Makadish a woman and pointed the sword at her friend and shouted, Va'at, while the terrified friend tried to hide in the last remaining patch of a field, which was not clear whether it was declared as Peah. Which reminds us, Rapapa further asked, Yesh Yad Lepeah or En Yad Lepeah? Is the Yad effective for Peah or not? The Gemara again clarifies that if he declared one patch of his field to be Peah, and then said on a second, and this one too, that would certainly be a full expression of Peah and would not be a Yad. Rather, the question is where he said on the second patch, which was the only remaining patch, Vahadain, and this one. Tosus explains that the other possible interpretation of his words is, and this one I retain for myself, thereby reducing the declaration to a yad, because we're speaking where the second patch is the last remaining one in his field. Dav Zayn, so the symbol Dav Zayn is a gun. So here goes. The Yeshiva Bakra, the gun range, gun range, that must be more on Dav Zayn, Koi Zayn, gun. The Yeshiva Bakra, the gun range, who wasn't sure if he could say Shema in a second structure that might have been designated as a lavatory, which reminds us, Rivina asked, Yesh, Yadlo basic say hello, are Yadim effective for designating a lavatory or not in regard to the prohibition to reciting Shema, learning Torah, or davening within it? So the Yeshiva Bachar, the gun range, who wasn't sure if he could say Shema in a second structure that might have been designated as a lavatory, went ballistic and excommunicated a friend who said Hashem's name in vain, which reminds us Rav Hanin said in the name of Rav, one who hears mention of Hashem's name in vain from its friend's mouth, he must excommunicate him. And if he did not excommunicate him, he himself should be excommunicated. Because all places where mention of Hashem's name in vain is common, there poverty is common. 
So the yeshiva bar had a gun range who wasn't sure if he could say Shema in a second structure that might have been designated as a lavatory, went ballistic and excommunicated a friend who said Hashem's name in vain, whereas his rebbe excommunicated himself first with the intent to release himself and his Talmud later, which reminds us what Gidel said in the name of Rav, Talmud Chochem may excommunicate himself and then annul it for himself. The Gemara cites as an example of this principle, the practice of Marzut Chasida, when a student required excommunication, he would excommunicate himself first and only then excommunicate the student. And when he came home, he would release himself and then release the student. Tosos explains that he would excommunicate himself first to ensure he would remember to release the student. Dav Ches, so the similar Dav Ches is Chala. So here goes. When the inspired Beik who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechus Chala, Chala, that must be on Dav Ches. When the inspired baker who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechus Chala arrived at the base Midrash, which reminds us of Gidol taught in the name of Rav, one who says, I will rise early and learn this parak or learn this Masech, he has made a great netter to Hashem. Since he can put himself in the explicit mitzvah to learn Torah by simply reciting Krishna in the morning and evening, the oath takes effect on him because he has sworn to do beyond what he was explicitly commanded at Har Sinai. So when the inspired baker who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechus Chala arrived at the base Midrash, he found a distraught friend who couldn't sleep after having a nightmare that he was excommunicated, which reminds of Yosef said, If they excommunicated someone in his dream, he needs ten people to release it for him. The Ron explains that we're concerned that this Nidui was imposed by an agent of Hashem, and therefore ten people are required to annul the Nidui since the Shekhinah joins an assemblage of ten people. So when the inspired baker who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechus Chala arrived at the base Midrash, he found a distraught friend who couldn't sleep after having a nightmare that he was excommunicated, and who only felt better when the sun began to rise. Which reminds us, Abai said we learned from the Pasuk which states, Shemesh Tzedak Umarpe, a son of righteousness and healing, that the dust of the day, meaning the sun, heals. The Gemara says that this pshat is in disagreement with that of Rish Lakish, who used this Pasuk as a source for his statement, that in Gehenim Olam Haba, there's no Gehenim in the world to come. Ela, Kosh Baruch Motzi Chamim Natika, rather, Kosh Baruch will take the sun out of its case, and the Siddiquim will be healed by it, and the wicked will be dealt justice by it. Daf Tess, so the similar Daf Tess is a teapot. So here goes. The group of Rashaim sitting around drinking tea, drinking tea, that must be on Daf Tess, teapot. The group of Rishayim sitting around drinking tea and making nadarim, which reminds us the mission states as another example of Yadus nadarim. If one says kinidri Rishayim, nadu benazir ubekar like the vows of the wicked, he's made a netter to be a nazir or to bring a carbon or to effect an oath. This qualifies as a netter because it's within the practice of the Rishayim to make nadarim. If one says kinidri kasherim, like the vows of the virtuous, it's not effective because it's not the practice of the virtuous to make nadarim. Still. If he said kinid vosam, like their pledges, the vow was effective because the Ksherim do make pledges. So the group of Rashaim sitting around drinking tea and making nadarim were rebuked by the waiter who told them it's better to not vow at all than even to vow and pay, which reminds us of Pasuk and Kohel states, It's better that you do not vow than vow and not pay. Rabbi Meir says, Better than vowing and paying and vowing and not paying is one who does not vow at all. Rav Yudah says, Tov mizeh umizeh, no der umishalim. Better than not vowing and vowing and not paying is one who vows and pays. The Ron explains that Rav Yudah's opinion is based on the previous passage which says, Eser shetidor shalim, that which you vow, pay. So the group of Rashaim sitting around drinking tea and making nadarim were rebuked by the waiter who told them it's better to not vow at all than even to vow and pay. But making a dava of nazirus, like the handsome man with the long curly hair sitting in the corner next to the mirror, 
is totally acceptable, which reminds us of the story of Shimon Tzadik and the handsome Nazir with beautiful hair. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff when Rabbi Yochanan holds Kinuim were invented by the Chachamim? So people won't come to simply say, Hashem. That's on Duff. Yud. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you learn that one who makes a nether, Kenidre Rishayim, has made a nether, but one who says Kenidre Kesherim has not? That's on Duff. Test. Good. Number three. Which stuff do you learn that Marzutra Hasida would excommunicate himself first before excommunicating a Talmud and then later would release himself and the Talmud? That's on Duff. Zion. Good. Number four. Which stuff do you learn that Rebuta said that the Hasidim Rishon would pledge Nazira so they could bring a Chattus to Hashem? That's on Duff. Yud. Good. Number five. Which stuff do you learn that one who has a dream that he was excommunicated needs ten people to release it for him? That's on Duff. Ches. Good. Number six. Which stuff do we have the story of Shimon and Tzadik and the handsome Nazir with the beautiful hair? That's on Duff. Tess. Good. Number seven. Which stuff do you learn that if someone hears another one say Hashem's name in vain, he should excommunicate him? That's on Duff. Zion. Good. Number eight. Which of the when the Rapapa asks the question whether there is a yad for peya or not? That's on Duff. Vav. Good number nine. Which of the when the Rabbi Shimon holds that people who pledge Naziris are sinners, they're chotim, since they're abstaining from wine? That's on Duff. Yud. Good and number ten. Which of the have a whether it's better to vow and pay or not vow at all? That's on Duff. Test. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.